We will now hear a statement from the representative of the accused and convicted. My lords, let me begin by saying that the murderer is without any doubt in the chamber. The trouble is, he's not under arrest, but my young friend here is. Can you substantiate this? I can, my lord. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about a classic episode, one of the earlier ones, called Keys of Marinus. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Keys of Marinus. Six parts of pure enjoyment? Excitement? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't mind it. I mean, I wa- you watch it in different one one a day. It's not bad. I, I, you know, it had some interesting moments. I just, it just took so long. It was a lot of people staring off into space, looking off into the distance. And... Six parts. So obviously they needed to stretch things out. And this is obviously um, what happens with these older episodes. What I found interesting about this one was almost every single episode had an individual story. So what it didn't feel as padded to me as some of the other ones, especially the longer ones, because one of the episodes was one enclosed story, and then it led to another one that was an enclosed story. So the stories themselves were, you know, the, the, one, on the, the one with the brain creatures was only one episode. The, the one on the, the, the jungle with the plants, one episode. So it... it it didn't feel to me that you were they could have easily made the brain one four episodes and that would have been maybe too long <laughs> so <laughs> i think that helped the the the, the um, trial episode didn't help because it's very much a um that was two episodes wasn't it yeah one and a half or one and three quarters and nothing really happens it's just like you know a dra- drama trial drama you know court drama or whatever <laughs> it's like with the worst criminals ever in the history of the universe. But how could she know where, uh, you know, oops, you know, it just really. So anyways. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I fast this... forward a lot of the trial stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the, it was pretty boring. Yeah. Um... And William Hartnell wasn't in two of them. He took off for vacation. Yeah. So I, I thought this was also a fantastic way to get both um, Ian and Barbara more screen time. They basically were kind of on their own, um, you know, as characters went off separate. And that's a good way for them to get separated was not just, you know, set them ahead. At, at, it was a good plot device, I think. And so we got to see a, quite a bit of Barbara by herself and Ian kind of there too. So, um, And they're the, probably the best two actors of the four of them. So it was good to see them have some good moments and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't mind Barbara and Ian. I cannot stand Susan. <laughs> I just find her Why? irritating and... <laughs> She just, I almost put my foot in that pool, and it's acid. Ah. Yeah, she was. 
Um, the Caroline Ford had complained because the script for this was really bad on Susan. She she even said it herself. She said, "Boy, that Susan was horrible in this episode." She gets she, there's other episodes where she's a lot better, but this one was not one of her best. Mm -mm. A, lot of, a lot of screaming and a lot of screaming and clutching at people and like yeah. you know way overreacting. Yeah. It was just annoying, and I mean that the special effects were laughably bad. I thought the models were okay. Yeah, the, I they thought moved the, so slow. Yeah, the scuba models there, those little submarines, I thought was pretty cool. I, I like the look of it, uh, and it, they tried to make that pyramid or whatever, and I thought I like that. It was okay, um, and and the infinity hallway where they painted the hallway and and yeah obvious it's very obvious but i thought they did a pretty good job with that as they're walking down the hallway they would have to stop before they got to the wall otherwise they would hit it you see the shadow of them on the on it <laughs> so obviously that's not as impressive but i did notice um what i can't remember which one of them got fell through the door in that giant pyramid thing first but you could see the guy on the other side flipping. Oh, yeah. Over. Yeah. I was like, whoops, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. I have a... Um, or that statue had real human arms. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was not good either. No, that was bad. The ice cave was pretty terrible, too. I mean, it was just styrofoam wrapped yeah. up in cling film. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it, it was a little more ambitious, and one day we'll get to watch one of the more ambitious episodes called The Web Planet, which um, <laughs> has a lot of this similar, <laughs> where the effects are like, it, it's so ambitious that you're like, oh, wow, but the, the effects don't quite live up to it. But oh this my God. reminds me of that. <laughs> We're going to have to um, do that one next year. The, um, the, um, the first episode was horrible. Um, in terms of, there were a lot of line stumbles and not really well directed. It, it was really awkward. I, I, even for Doctor Who, first season, first uh, Doctor, it was, everything was um, was off. This one was direct, directed by John Gorey. And it was written by Terry Nation, the creator of the Daleks. Yeah. And, and David Whitaker helped out with the writing a little bit. Um, the, the remainder episodes were, were crisper. They, they, they had less problems, but this first episode was really all over the place. Hartnell says something like, um, oh, the, the water's not frozen because of the temperature, and besides, it's too warm. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about the design of the Vord. The, the the scuba suit people. No, I don't remember scuba suit people, but the Vord I thought were pretty impressive. Oh no, that that's right, they're scuba gear. Um, yeah, but for nineteen sixty four, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I know. I have to keep reminding myself that this was <laughs> done, you know, fifty something years ago, and they didn't have the technology, <laughs> you know, or budget. The um, I thought the music was really good. I, I thought the setup of the whole thing, the the, the concept, and, and there was some creepy stuff as they're walking around. And <clears throat> apart from uh, 
the horrible way that they kind of just fall into the uh, the Norman door. Kay did did the music for this one. Yeah. Um, mentioned earlier about the model of the city. There was actually a shadow over it at one point. You know, it's not like they can create film the shadow and then use the best take. It was probably live somewhere in the studio, and they just. You know, there's not much they can do about it. I love the idea of the acid of the sea and stuff, and the that glass. That was cool. Yeah, the glass. Um, um, I like the snow nights. I thought that was cool. Yeah. There was also that other thing, and the other one that there was some. Well, whatever. Uh, well, I thought the nights were kind of neat, and I mean, for yeah. what it was, Guardians of the Key and all that. Mm -hmm. The trapper guy was that whole <laughs> trapper guy. I was like, oh, cringeworthy. I didn't know they were they showed attempted rape on the TV back then. But and it's a child and it was a children's show at that time. <laughs> I know. That's what made it very cringeworthy. You're watching when you brought that up. I was just like, oh yeah, I know where she is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little disturbing. I kept going, please don't show this. Please don't show it. <laughs> Philip Hinchcliffe did the target novelization of this story. Yeah. The, um, one of my favorite scenes in the first episode is when the Vord falls into that hole in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, that was so bad. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm giggling during this, yeah. and I don't think I was supposed to be giggling. No, it's you know we're not blind to it. We're we're fans of this classic stuff, and you know we know what's what's not working and what's not. Um, I, I thought the script was a little. There was a lot of assumptions, and, and maybe I was just kind of being hypercritical, but. You know, they they like, oh, yeah, this has got to be the case, and this is the case. And it's like, how would you know that? It's like they're pushing – like, I felt like the script was – even though it's Terry Nation and he's untouchable because he's Terry Nation, I still think he, he wrote it really – and I think it was a last-minute add-on because they had a, yes, a Malcolm, it was. Hulk, Malcolm Hulk story that was, was supposed to happen. Planet. Yeah. yeah, Malcolm Hulk story was deemed problematic and required – Lots of rewrites, so they asked yeah. Terra Nation to do this. And so they did one, and they didn't have time to rewrite anything, so it came out the way it did. So maybe this was problematic, too. So, um, Well, Terra Nation's other non-Dalek Doctor Who story was a lot better. Yeah. The Android Invasion. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, uh, I th I, there was a lot of things that I liked about it. Um, I did like, you know, when they go into that, uh, I can't even remember now what it's called, but, you know, the, where, she, where Barbara's, like, lounging and being served by servant girls and everything's mm -hmm. beautiful. And, and, and then, you know, you find out it's all just an illusion yeah. and those little discs they put on their heads. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I thought that was a cool plot point, you know, like, I didn't quite understand where it was going or why, why she was, like, what was causing it to suddenly be a ruin, 
but I thought they handled that well. I mean, those little brain things were <laughs> hilarious, but yeah. um, you know, I I I got the you know, the gist of it. Like, oh, okay, this is some mind control thing, um, which I thought was interesting, and and that you know the Sabitha was the daughter of the guy who created the keys. Yeah, but she had gotten her mind controlled and then i guess the i can't remember his name allison whatever the 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 guy the other guy yeah. that was all the time it sounded like he had been sent by her father to go and find her maybe yeah yeah along with his friend whoever that is and that was the guy Alt that altos El altos altos aren't those yeah. mints um yeah <laughs> Yes. Mentos. <laughs> Altoids. <laughs> Altoids. <laughs> no, isn't it Arbitan was his name? Arbitan. No, Arbitan, no, Arbitan was the, the other guy, yeah. The main, main yeah, guy. Yeah, Altos. Yeah, you're right, Altos. Yeah. I'm looking at the list right here. So the friend was the guy that Ian had supposedly killed, that they accused Ian of killing? Yeah. So Which, was uh, he under mind control? I, don't, I didn't quite who was under Who was under mind control? Well, Sabitha and Altos were. Well, it was all illusion. And, um, yeah, because when they got there, they saw the illusion already. And then the, the discs, like, made it worse, because then they started to, to um, I don't know. Like, Ian just suddenly forgot who Barbara was. Yeah. And that was a little jarring of a jump. And that's the discs. That was what the discs did, and that's why Barbara wasn't affected. And when the, you know, the the when the disc fell off of her, she she all of a sudden saw the truth. Right. It was, was no longer. But when they first got there, they all saw that everything looked really nice and everything. Right. Um. So I, I thought that was the best episode of of the all of them. Um. <clears throat> the the thing that I went back and looked at a couple times was how they did it because mostly they do it live. And so you see the angle where you don't see Barbara at all and there it's from her perspective and that's where she sees that it's all junk and stuff. And he hands her a nice clean coffee mug and she says it's dirty and th tosses it away. It's like, didn't look that bad. Right. Why are you reacting that badly to it? Yeah. But, um, and, and then all of a sudden Altos had different clothes on it. It was a little, they they must have done it in two takes, but but they were trying to do it live or something. It's I'm trying. I was trying to look at it from a technical point of view because they didn't have the ability to cut and, but they they must have at some point. Yeah, because you could see like sometimes when they were panning over to where Barbara was, you could still see the nice bed in the background, but yeah. everything behind her was kind of dingy and dirty. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, they had. Yeah, there was some issues, but I mean, it wasn't like yeah. it was noticeable, but not, you know, it didn't like jump out at you. Not like the dude spin in the door. <laughs> yeah, and I like I like how Barbara saves the day on this one. She ends up, uh, uh, she's the only one that doesn't, you know, and then goes ahead and smashes the uh, brain creatures and. Yeah. Um, and I liked when she commented that she didn't like the way Ian always, basic. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically treat her like a damsel in distress and yes. doesn't let her do anything. Yeah. But then she's the one who finds the other key 
mm -hmm. after the Darius guy dies and um you know, she did kind of save the day a lot in this episode. Yeah. Yep. Um the the this killer guy go ahead. This was mainly a Barbara and Ian story for the majority of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she figured out who framed Ian and how to that the one was lying because how they know someone called us and all that at the end and the, during the trial. And she figured out, yeah, she figured out a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And that's why I, I think I like this one. You know, it could have been a lot worse, but um, the, the Screaming Jungle episode um, had the killer violence, which was a little laughable, but um, um, one of the scenes is Barbara gets trapped by one of the vines and was starts yelling, "Help me! Help me!" Which is kind of a. And then the, later on, the old man gets captured and he goes, "Help me! Help me!" It's like, is that what happened when you get captured by vines? You just say, "Help me!" It just well, the old guy when he got attacked by the vines ended up dead. Well, yeah, but he just you know. Yeah, but they grabbed his neck. They only grabbed Barbara's leg. Yeah, okay. So I choked him anyway. So. <laughs> uh, but, uh... So then they, um... There was, uh... The next episode, which was on the, um... Takes place in the snow. Um, putting Susan and, and uh, Sabitha together was a bad idea. I don't know why anyone thought that was to send them on their own or whatever. They were um, the blind, leading the blind, I think. Um, yeah. But um, I do like how that, that, that rapey hunter guy dies. <laughs> he just uh, gets he stabbed through in the, back. the door, through the door, you know. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, At first I thought he was going to be nice. Yeah quickly realize that's not how it's going to happen. Um, so we have the court episode. We already talked about that a little bit. It was a little, you know, like I said, the criminals were really bad. All I needed to do was trip them up was to just say something and, look, we got the key. How could you have the key? I have it in my, oops. You oops. Know, they just, yeah, they were just really bad. And you He's know, about the, to give it away. Shoot him. Yeah. I, I thought some of the, you know, the writing on that wasn't that, you know, but it was had to be very short, so I guess they did what they could with that. And it was visually not a very good episode because it's just a court drama. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of guys up at the, on the desk there, sh shake, nodding their head, <laughs> not saying anything. You know. Oh yeah, those guys, they look like the little things that you put on a rib roast. <laughs> paper crowns you put on a rib roast. <laughs> oh, they, oh, that's that's a good that's a yeah they do don't they? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean they had they had all these stories they had to do sets for all of them they had to do costumes for all of them they reused quite a bit from from other things and everything which they always do anyways but I thought they did a pretty good job with it it seemed like it looked like a bigger budget. Yeah, for this one, and, and um, that'll show later on when we see episodes with lower budgets, but I thought that they did pretty good with it overall. I think it looks pretty good. It's, it's you know, 
for the most part, it's not the worst six-parter episode, you know. No, it's not. There's far worse. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of a fun episode, I thought, overall. Um, i trying to think of anything. I mean, I did enjoy it until it got to, like, the court stuff. Yeah, the court one dragged it down. <laughs> that was... Uh, Maybe that was the safe money because they were just in, in one room or something, but um, it was a good attempt anyways for an early episode. Hmm. I guess at one point they thought the Vord would, they were trying to capitalize on it being as popular as the Daleks. I don't know yes. why, they, why they weren't. <laughs> um, well, they did make a lot of, me. they did make a lot of appearance. They were in like Doctor Who annual 65. Yeah. Yeah, well, they tried. They, they tried. They were in trading cards. Hmm. Yeah, but they did, uh, you know. see. They came back in a comic strip in the Sixth Doctor era, written by Grant Morrison. And, and that one, it says the Vorder revealed to be evolving into the Cybermen, which I thought was kind of stupid. The um, the illusion of the them being aliens... <laughs> Well, what was that? I don't know, an echo or something. The and illusion of them brought them back too. The, the illusion of them being aliens really disintegrated when they found the one that was the acid had gotten to them, and it was basically just a suit. It was, <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait a minute. That's a. If you didn't know that they were scuba gear, you know now you know. It's just kind of. But. Okay. Anything else about this one? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Thanks for listening.